and welcome to the Albuquerque Three Angels SDA Church Sabbath School Podcast, presented from the Three Angels Studio right here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I am Elder Nick, and I'm joined by Elder Martin Gallegos. And this week's lesson is titled, The Everlasting Gospel, and is for the week of April 8th through April 14th. Now we're going to go ahead and we're going to read the memory text for this week. Uh, memory text comes from Revelation 14.6, and it says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Mm -hmm. So this week, it looks like we're going to be looking at one of the first angel, three angels messages. And I'm going to tell you right now that reading this, you probably will have to read it two or three times because there's a lot of information and there's a lot of structure in this week's lesson that is very powerful. And make sure that as you're going through this, have your Bible next to you and read it in the parts that ask you to read. Read those verses because I, it's very important that you understand what this message is. So before we get into the whole process of going through this week's lesson, Mar Martin, would you like to open it with prayer? Absolutely. Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, as you hear us, Father, as the Shema, the everlasting gospel, Father, is here for our present time, Father, for us to um, take this message and take it throughout the entire world, Lord. What a beautiful message. Yes. And what opportunity we have to be able to read it, understand it, and grow from it, Lord. Um, it is uh, a message uh, that is of healing, of salvation. It is a message of uh, to us, uh, end-time people, that... We have to make a choice, Lord. Mm -hmm. And I pray, Father, today that the Holy Spirit will be with us this morning so we can have a clear, uh, clearer understanding as we discuss uh, the three angels' message, specifically the gospel, uh, the everlasting gospel, Lord. But Father, we love you, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name I ask thee, amen. Amen. You know, when I was a, a kid, I remember uh, going to the Real Grand Church, and I remember um, this message being sent, I said, wow, this angel is going to be tired by the time it gets around <laughs> the entire world, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, you think of things like that, uh, an innocent baby Christian, new to Adventism, um, but as you grow in it, now we under I understand more about this uh, first angel's message, the first of three. So it's a beautiful message, Nick. We're going to dig into this now. Uh, it, it definitely is a very beautiful message, and... It also, mm -hmm. when you hear that message where it says, to every tribe, nation, tongue, and people, that's directly call out from what Christ told the disciples mm -hmm. to go out and teach, share the gospel, share the word of God mm -hmm. to every corner of the earth. And that's what I think us, Seventh-day Adventists, as Christians, that's our mission, is to go yes. and, you know, not... We don't necessarily have to go and force people to believe what we believe, but our job is to go and share the gospel, to share the message to every tribe, nation, and tongue. Mm. You know, it's it's a choice on their end whether they yeah. accept that message or they don't. Yep. But it's our job to fulfill that first angel's message. To plant that seed, mm -hmm. right? Plant that seed and let the, let the Holy Spirit um, convert that person impress upon that person, allow that, you know, that person will 
be a person that is willing and ready to open their hearts and minds to accept this message, right? Yes. And I love in this opening part where it says, when the heathen around them were polytheist, meaning they worship many gods mm-hmm. of wood, stone, Israel's clear, identical, powerful statement of faith was found in Deuteronomy 6.4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. One. Yeah. And that is very important to understand is that for us, there is no other gods. There is nothing above the God that we worship, the God that we recognize as one. And right now in this world, there are many gods that have popped up lately. Yeah. Gods of money, gods of fame, gods of power, gods of the internet, surprisingly. You know, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. there are so many things that are taking people's away, people away from putting their focus and attention on the one true God. And we're seeing that more and more over the message of salvation and the message of hope. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting that we're reading this now, especially when you look at some of the things that are happening in the world today, the, the turmoil, the riots, the, the anger, the, the lying, the mistrust, all that happening right now, this first angel's message is very important. It's it's needed. And the fact that we're learning about it right now, I think, isn't a coincidence because, you know, I had my sermon and I said, God never does anything by chance or by coincidence. It's always purposeful and true to his word. And here we're seeing that now. It's, yeah. it's again, it's really funny that we're learning the three angels message right now because of how important it is with what's going on in our climate today. Yep. And you know, and you 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 said what a it was a, like a surprise that um, electronics and you know games, the gaming world. It, you see, you see it all the time. These kids are just like it's a babysitter for them. Mm-hmm. Parents just give them their pad or give them their little gadget, and they they they're mesmerized with it. Um, you don't see that nurturing to where that child is going to grow up in a way that they see God mm-hmm. as the creator, not these um, super, these non-real-life characters that are on these games and stuff. That's why it says, you know, that for the Seventh-day Adventist, the three angels' message, Revelation 14, it says it's our Shema, and the word that stands for hear, so here, oh, last mm-hmm. day generations, this is an important message. When God says, hear this, listen to this, observe this, uh, understand this, spread this word around, that there's something important there. Oh, yeah. And it, it's amazing when you look at Scripture and you see the importance of some of the, the verses that we find. You know, Revelation's of so much imagery I mean so much imagery like there's there's so much in there that is detailed in ways that you know you have to break it down you have to brother Mario he to me he is the master of understanding revelation that is his subject it's his gift and he knows so much about it and it's always amazing to hear him talk about it and the detail that he understands and what he sees in it, you know, is is quite amazing because I've tried reading Revelations a few times and I get lost in the imagery. Yeah. It's 
it's studies like this that kind of explain the imagery, explain what's going on, explain mm-hmm. what it is. And we had our, uh, our Wednesday night prayer, and we were talking about the U.S. and its play in Bible in prophecy. prophecy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a wake-up call when you start reading that lesson, you start trying to understand it, and you start seeing the things that it's called out in Revelation mm-hmm. happening today. In our, in our time, yes, in this present time. And wow. it, it's... Like I said, it's Revelation is full of so much imagery. And I love how in this week's lesson it, it breaks it down, but it tells you that there's hope through it. Yeah. That it's not just the imagery, it's the message that lies in it that's important. Yeah. That through all of this, we are saved by grace. Yeah. But not just grace. There's elements to this. It's Revelation is grace filled. And there's, again, the, the message that's in there is that Christ saved mankind from that ultimate death. Mm-hmm. But we have to accept it and we have to make that choice. And that's what really Revelation's about. It's outlying what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's letting you know that there is a choice that needs to be made. And God is not going to force you to make that choice one way or the other. It's something you have to come to terms with. But understand there is a ticking clock on this choice Mm -hmm. that you have. And revelation is that timeline. It's you start seeing these things happen. You start seeing this stuff come to fruition. You need to really start thinking about where does your faith lie? Where does your allegiance lie? Mm -hmm. Is it in the world and the possessions you own or is it in the possessions that God has set for you in the afterlife in that everlasting kingdom? This three angels message, man, once we start, seeing things, as you mentioned, through grace, through the eyes of grace. It tells us right there in the lesson, as we listen to God speaking to our hearts, he's talking to us, he's speaking to us. And have we hardened our hearts? Are we like Egypt? That symbolizes. And, and you know, Revelation is, once you understand the sim- symbology and the what's literal and what's symbolic, um, then it starts revealing itself. Nick, every time I read this um, revelations, I see something different every single time. Um, and that's because we're growing in the light because God is speaking to us in our heart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a beautiful message. This three angels message um, is our bread and butter as Adventists. That's what we need to be doing. Yeah. And what's beautiful about Revelation too is, like I said, it's, People first look at Revelation, and when they try to read it, it sounds like God's doomsday plan. This is Armageddon. This is the end. This is destruction. It's all of this. But people miss that underlying message, which is throughout all of this, there is hope. There is salvation. Salvation. And it tells you where your salvation comes from, and it's from the sacrifice of the slain lamb which we all know that lamb to be Jesus. Jesus is the one that was slain. His blood washed away our sins and cleansed us to be able to return to heaven, to return to that eternal kingdom, to spend that time with God once again. And when you look at it from that perspective, you start seeing that, yes, there are some scary things in Revelation, Yeah, but there's nothing to be scared of. We should not have that fear. And we need to open ourselves up to it and know that 
this was called out. This was prophesied. This was seen before we were able to see it. And the fact that, you know, Revelation right now, especially Revelation 14 and 13, we're seeing that today, that message. And Revelation isn't a long book. No. You know, that tells you exactly how important this message is right now is that we're living those final chapters of Revelation. We are seeing the message of Revelation come to life in front of us. Now, two, three hundred years ago, mm-hmm. the imagery wouldn't make sense. The stuff that we're seeing in Revelation wouldn't make sense to the people of that time. Mm-hmm. They would have seen it still as, okay, this is doomsday, this is Armageddon. But nothing at that time was lining up. Things weren't happening the way that Revelation was saying they were going to happen. And now we're at that point. We're seeing yeah. it. And I think that's why you know, that three angels message that we read in the very beginning is so crucial right now because we are in that time that we need to share the gospel. We need to get people to hear it and listen. And, you know, as much as technology takes people away, I think also at the same time, technology can bring people together. Mm -hmm. You know, where we're at right now, we're doing a podcast, which is going online for people to hear anywhere in the world at any time. Praise God, right? Yeah, so we are fulfilling part of that three angels message. We are reaching out to every tribe, every tongue, every nation, to all the corners of the earth, as Jesus had proclaimed that we all do as as followers. So we're doing our best to fill that role, but you know, it it then still comes down to that choice: do you accept it or do you not? Mm -hmm. You know, I just wanted to mention um, to our audience: uh, Revelation is. if you read it for the first time and you say, how could anybody ever understand this book of the Bible? But see, you know, devil uh, does everything in his power. Um, and we should never allow ourselves to go into Satan's playground where, uh, because he's, he's the ultimate deceiver. He's the one, he wants confusion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, this is Babel. This is Babel. This is confusion. This is, he wants us not to, Read, he wants us, if we read it and we don't understand it, he wants us to uh, get discouraged. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants us. So we should never allow Satan anywhere. We should always uh, pray before we open up God's word and, and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and to inter- help us interpret scripture. Amen. And one part in here that really kind of sticks out in this lesson is, you know, if we're looking at Sunday's portion, you know, Right here, grace pardons our past, empowers our present, and provides hope for our future. Yeah. And it goes in that, and then the very next line, it says, this is the message of the Bible's last book, Revelation. It's telling us that in the beginning, we fell. Mm-hmm. In the middle, we were saved through Christ. And in the end, if we accept that salvation, we will receive everlasting life. And it's so nice that when you see this, and it says, and also it's an urgent urgent message, which is first pictured as an angel flying swiftly in mid-heaven, having the everlasting gospel. Now, I like how it says the everlasting gospel is because it starts at the beginning and continues through the end. It is everlasting. It's going to go beyond the beginning and beyond the end. You know, whereas if we said it was just the gospel, it can end. But yes. here, God's everlasting gospel yes. is for all eternity. 
That's a promise for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, just think about it. It was a, a, an angel that was flying swiftly. He didn't say it was a turtle that was walking slowly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that tells us that there's a message here that needs to be spread to, throughout the entire world quickly. Think about it. We only live, you know, 70, 75, 80 years if God, you know, we're blessed. Yeah. That's not a lot of time. This is not like back in biblical times when those that lived three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred years old. You know, we don't have that uh, that luxury. But I don't think we'd want to live in this type of world for that many years either, right? <laughs> that would be painful. <laughs> and yeah, you know, as we're looking through the lesson, we're seeing on Monday that that message of everlasting, that eternal message, mm-hmm. you know, the importance of it, that. You know, it even says we can never fully understand the issues in God's judgment hour message or the fall of Babylon or the market beast if we fail to understand the gospel. Now, if you're just reading Revelation just by itself, you'll, you won't understand what it's talking about. You have to be able to understand that in Genesis, there was a plan made for the redemption of mankind after they were banished from the garden. Yeah. God put in place a plan of salvation. And you read through the Old Testament and you see that plan being shared with mankind repeatedly, not just mm-hmm. once, but over and over and over and over again, starting with Abraham. You're going to take your son to Mount Moriah. You're going to sacrifice your son, son yeah. you know, and, and that's it. When, you, when Abraham was looking at that message, he honestly, because of his faith and his trust and his belief in the power of God, that he did exactly what was asked. You know, thankfully, before that blade pierced his son, Isaac, yeah. an angel stopped him and said, this is my way of showing you the future of what's to come to save man. And then we see it in, in the tabernacle, that same message of sacrifice, of prayer, of understanding, you know, that there is a purpose, that there is a process in place. Something is there to save mankind. And then we get to Christ. And Christ fulfills that promise, that that prophecy that God had shared to Abraham in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we see it in the flesh, in Christ. Now, if you don't understand all that, or you haven't understood that, or haven't read that, when you're trying to read Revelation, you're not going to get that message is being repeated again there is a purpose of what revelation is about but you have to understand the previous books to understand revelation you know the entire bible has so many stories like that um noah right the ark moses they're all types of christ they're all examples for us Mm -hmm. um it says right here, well, I, I wrote up for this question, how is the everlasting gospel presented in these texts, which we read the text. It says, what great hope is presented here? Let me just read 50, uh, the first one in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. It says, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and he was buried, 
that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Well, my answer, my response was, this is all these all these scriptures that are presented Romans 3 24 26 and Romans 5 6 and 8 they all give us the same message that it's it's the good news um, that was preached to us that Christ died on the cross for us regardless of us being good or bad his hope is that we choose and accept the gift of grace mm-hmm. I mean I, I kind of summed all those up that's what I came up with. it's it's that good news and he, and and God did it. God, Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, they all, this plan was in place before we even existed. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? For even, even for those in history, the Hitlers, and I mean, we can go on and on. Now Putin, and you can see God died, Christ died for every one of these, uh, these people. All, all we have to do is just like the, the, the thief on the cross. That, but we don't always all want to get to that point, you know, yeah. that last minute, oh, I... God, give me forgiveness, you know. Um, but that happens. It happens. We don't know what has taken place with some of those characters in the past, these these villains uh, of, of the past, if they um, ask for forgiveness at that last minute, moment. So that's why this message is so urgent, Nick. It's it's something that we, it's our duty. God, God doesn't need us. He could have sent his angels. Mm-hmm. To, to spread this message, but he's giving us the opportunity because he loves us. He knows that we have, uh, with the Holy Spirit, we have that ability to be able to spread this good news, right? And something I, I wanted to bring up with that, too, is those that understand the message, those who have received it, who have accepted the gospel, and yeah. you know, accepted that Christ died for them mm-hmm. to save them from eternal destruction. Yeah. Our... You don't necessarily have to go out and tell people, believe in God. You need to believe in God right now. You you don't have to do that. You don't go with the hammer. No, no. (laughs) The mallet. Something that we've talked about before is the power that sharing how God has affected your life, sharing those messages of times when God, testimonies. Testimonies. Your testimonies when you share those with others, you're sharing the three angels' message. Speaking of those testimonies, weren't they powerful testimonies oh, yeah. last week? They were beautiful. You know, it's sitting up there on the pulpit as the, the those who were giving their testimonies were sharing them. I was looking out at at the body, and just everybody's eyes were just drawn on that person. Yeah. Like you can feel that there was a heavenly presence there. Amen. You know, opening people's hearts and minds to the testimonies that were shared and they were very very powerful powerful you know and that is part of that three angels message because people just don't want to hear you need to believe in god you need to believe in god you need to believe in god people respond better when you tell them how god has been a part of your life you know moments that you know you were down and god picked you back up moments where you were struggling and god freed something in front of you you know that's what people want to hear because that has the most power and that has the most impact. And then when people are listening, you know, you say, because of the salvation that God's provided for us, you know, I feel blessed. I feel hope. I feel strength in all of this, that no matter what happens in the world, it's not going to change the outcome for me because I know where I want to be. I know who I want to be in the presence of. And that that has a ripple effect on people. When they see your conviction, your strength in your beliefs and your faith, 
people tend to see that as pauses and they want to follow and see where it leads you. Yeah. And majority of the time, the people that are following to watch end up following themselves to that same message. And wow. it, the testimonies is just a very strong part of that, of that sharing. And, you know, I hope that here in this church that we see more of that sharing, that more of those testimonies brought forth because it really does have an impact. You may, you may sit there and listen to a testimony of somebody and at that moment, something in your life may not connect. But for somebody else in the audience that's listening, somebody who's in the pews that are listening to these testimonies, something that may be said may actually be affecting them right now. And if God can get this person through it, then that's hope for them that God will get them through it. Yes. And that's the biggest thing is just putting your faith and your trust and your love and your heart in the Lord and in the word, you will be able to conquer anything. God will remove the armies in front of you if you put your faith in them. You know, looking at Romans 5, 6, 8, it talked about in the first little section, it says, or the first part of it, it says, for when we were still without strength, what strength is it talking about? It's 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 that grace because it talks about the four points, right? Yes. We are justified freely by grace. Grace is a declaration of God's righteousness. Grace justifies those who uh, who by faith accept Jesus. God love love God's love was demonstrated for us while we were yet sinners, even though we were had we were still in Babylon or you mm-hmm. know, in in ingrained or in mired in sin. God was still, that grace was still right there waiting for us to, uh, to accept it. Christ's grace is unmerited, undeserved, and unearned. That's what it brings out. Jesus died on that. You just think, um, could you go through that? Go through this agonizing, painful death, that loss for someone that, is a, that it has, has uh, hurt you, your enemy. You're on a cross dying for that person. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to grasp, but he experienced the fullness of the Father's wrath, you know, his judgment. And he didn't deserve it. We should yeah, have been on that thing. cross. Think about that. Christ was innocent. Wow. Christ was innocent and paid the price as a guilty person. Wow. He allowed himself to be rejected so that we could be accepted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's powerful. It's oh. positive. It's something that when you come to the cross and you learn more and you accept that Jesus died for you. It has a profound impact on your life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things where even those that are, that are guilty of crimes, those that have murdered, those that have done things against their fellow brothers and sisters, they can be forgiven by God. If they repent they change their lives. They follow the word of God. And it, it's something that, I, that was brought up in a Friday night's vestry program that there are so many positives that you see when somebody accepts Christ. And we see it with prisoners, those that are in jail, that when they f- accept Christ, they go yeah. through a baptism, they begin living a better life, mm-hmm. that they're less likely to reoffend when they get released because of this faith that they have, this this understanding that they can be forgiven. And that's one of the biggest things for people that come out. They feel like they're trapped in that same cycle. They're in that life. And that's as, as mankind is a lot of us feel at times that 
we're stuck in this cycle that there is no redemption. There is no hope for us. But when you open the book and you read that God has hope for you, that he has a plan for you and you accept that plan, your life will change. Mm -hmm. You'll see things differently. Absolutely. You know, you're you're speaking of um, backsliding and recidivism and going back into that sinful way. You know, um, I I don't have, as many of us don't, I didn't have a perfect um, relationship with Christ when I left uh, when I was 17, went into the world, and, and I was doing what Martin wanted to do. Yeah. Until uh, one night, um, alcohol took its toll. It was fortunately I came out of, uh, I was out for three days, and I remember waking up from that, and I said, how could I destroy this vessel? How could I be destroying this vessel? I don't, because I, it wasn't only my relationship with Christ had been severed. My family's life had it had been severed. It hurts a lot of people, you know. But when I finally came to realization that that was not the life for me, um, it was that it was then when the Lord grabbed a hold of me and and I could see things in a different light. Yeah, you know that t- those are testimonies that people need to understand. You may not live a perfect life right now, and this message is for you today, mm-hmm. right? This message is for those that uh, are. Dealing with, you know, addictions, uh, pornography, um, whatever your your vices or whatever your issues are in life, God is there waiting open arms to accept <clears throat> you back. Into, he's waiting to just give you that gift, that gift of grace, right? And it's it's funny that you mentioned that because <laughs> as we're going through the lesson, I this part really caught me off guard when I was reading it, and it's this it's in the very beginning of the lesson on Tuesday, it says a story of Jesus who loves us so much that he would rather experience hell itself than have one of us lost. That's deep for, for someone that loves you so much. It. Wow. When you hear that and you accept that and you understand that nothing in this world can, can even compete with that. Yeah. You know, that, and, and, you know, as a parent, you say that about your children. You will go to hell and back mm-hmm. to protect your child, to save your child, to yeah. to make sure your child survives, even if it costs you your own life. And the the example that was set, God set for us, mm-hmm. you know, that he came as man mm-hmm. to sacrifice himself to save us, his children. It just... That is pure love. Yeah. It, and it, and it, that last sentence, they are the story of a boundless, unfathomable, incomprehensible, undenying, unending, infinite love. It's a love. It's, it's stronger than a mother's love. Wow. That, that's, and you imagine? I, I had a very nurturing mother. Can't believe anything better than what I had growing up. But God is... We, you know, we love God before we love our parents, before we love our children, before we love our, our fellow man friends. Our love should um, be directed to him first because it, we, then it's reciprocated. We're, we're like the, the moon, right? It talks about the sun and the moon, and the sun reflects off the moon. We should be that reflection off the sun to others. Yeah. People want to see that, right? People see something different in us, and that's important. You know, and that's that type of love, that agape love, that unconditional love 
that we should have for fellow man. Why did you just help that man that was hurt on the side of the road? Because God loves him. Because, yep. you know, when we have to go before, uh, you know, our, our Redeemer and, and he says, I didn't even know you. Or, oh, yeah. or I did know you because you treated my son mm-hmm. with respect and love. And I think that that itself plays such a huge role in this lesson this week is, you know, when we go out into the world and we see the things that are happening, mm-hmm. how do we respond to it? You know, and it says here that God gave mankind a choice, the ability to choose. Yeah. You know, his hope is that you would choose him, that you would choose the life of protecting your fellow brothers and sisters, loving your fellow brothers and sisters, loving God, wanting to commune with your God. Mm-hmm. That's what he would hope that you would choose. Yeah. But he understands that some people are just going to reject it. Yeah. And it's sad, and he's hurt by that. Yeah. But he understood that that's part of the choice that he gave mankind. He could have, you know, in the beginning said, okay, you have no choice. You will follow. You will obey. You will do this. You will do that. But that's not love. Yeah. Love comes freely from the heart. Yeah. And the fact that God freely gives his love to us, mm-hmm. all we have to do is accept it, mm-hmm. is powerful. That even if all the bad things we do in our lives, all the things that happen to us, God's love never changes. Yeah. It's always there just waiting for us to accept it. God, he threw that lifeline in before. <laughs> it was our, because he knew that freedom of choice, he, he knows how we're wired. Mm-hmm. He knew giving us that free choice, there was the chance of man to fall. And of course, Satan was able to deceive man and, but he threw that life preserver in before you were even drowning, before we were mired in sin. He, that that life preserver was already out there. That that hope, that um, uh, gift, that uh, promise is what I was trying to say. That promise, and that's in that everlasting gospel. That plan, God had that plan in place even before we existed. Before we made that decision, He already says, "I'm going to help oh, Nick. Yeah. I'm going to help Martin." You know? And I'm trying to remember the exact verse. It says, "I knew you before." That's, that's amazing. Yeah. He knew me before I even existed. Before I even came to be, he knew who I was. You know, imagine knowing somebody before knowing them. <laughs> yeah. That's hard to comprehend. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine, Martin, that if I knew you before I actually met you, that would, it would be weird. To me, yeah. that I would know you before you knowing you, but but when you look at the context that God is doing this in, that you are a part of Him, yeah. you know He breathed life into your lungs, so you are a part of God. You just have to understand that and accept that. It's it's again that choice that we have to make in our lives. Yes, do we accept the truth for being the truth? Or do we allow our eyes to be clouded? Yeah. And the fact that, like you said, God had this plan from the very beginning, that he knew all of this was going to happen, that all of this was was a testament to, to the power of his love and his unconditional love yeah. for mankind is, is so powerful. Acts 26.5, which knew me, 
from the beginning. He knew us from the beginning before we even existed, huh? Yes. <laughs> it's just, wow. Now, as we're going through this lesson, here's the part that, you know, we're getting to in this. When we look at Wednesday, the message in Wednesday is the call within the three angels' message. It's that first angel's message, the urgent end-time message of the first of the three angels. The everlasting gospel is to be reclaimed to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Here's the mission. That's the mission we have. Yes. To share the gospel, to share the everlasting gospel. Mm-hmm. It kind of does seem like a, a big to- a chore, a big task, something it that's massive. But, Nick, I was just going to mention, not to, inter- uh, to cut you off, but... Um, we can't do it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit leads us. I was on a bus one day passing out literature, and I chose. Initially, the Spirit says, go mm-hmm. and give that person some literature. I said, no, I'm going to give it to this person I feel is more receptive. Guess what? The person I felt was receptive, rejected. The one that the Holy Spirit told me to go, give him the message. Because there's souls out there. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting to hear the gospel. It's urgent. It's critical. There was a critical message I had, but I wanted to take the lead. God said, no, <laughs> you go ahead. I'm going to let you fall. I'm going to throw the lifeline in and pull yep. you back, and I'm going to show you how the Holy Spirit works. And the Holy Spirit worked uh, the way if I would have le- been, um, if I would have listened and led myself to where the Holy Spirit was leading me, I would have had it would have been a, an awesome experience. Yeah. But no, I had to go to the door, <laughs> knock on the door, and, and the door slams, and I had to dust my shoes off, and I went to the next house. Yep. And it's, it's, <laughs> Amen. Funny, it's funny that you mentioned that, because it says right here, when we put our total commitment into following the Word, and we allow it to be all-consuming, and we allow that Holy Spirit to talk to us and to lead us, it takes us from that preoccupation of our own self-interest. Self-interest. Then that's the biggest thing, is we have to remove ourselves from the picture and let the Holy Spirit work through us. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do because mankind has this selfish nature. It's, it's part of sin. We're selfish yeah. because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be led. We want to lead. I think it's the best way of putting it. But there are times that we have to just be led. We have yeah. to allow the spirit to lead us where we need to go. Mm-hmm. Instead of us defining it, and it's it's a hard, hard thing to allow to happen, because one thing people don't like ever like doing is allowing somebody else to control what they do. Yeah, but it's not control in this instance. This is guidance. This is this is what leadership should be. You know yeah. that I'm doing this to show you how to do it to lead you to be able to lead others to follow the same path. Yeah. But it's again, that acceptance It's like when it's like our military, our military isn't forced military. You're not, as soon as you turn 18, you're not conscribed automatically into the military here in America. If you want to join the military here, you voluntarily make that choice to join the military, understanding that that choice is going to have it's going to have things already decided for you. Mm-hmm. You just need to follow the lead of those in charge. Yeah. And here, God is in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. 
but you have to voluntarily make the choice to join that force to become a soldier in God's army. Yeah. It's either you lead, follow, or get out of the way. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I love how this last sentence on that first paragraph, it says, uh, it says, it inspires us with something larger than ourselves, right? And leads us out of the narrow confines of our own minds to a grander vision. I mean, we're, you know, in this day and age, we don't use but a small portion of our, our, our capacity of our minds, mm-hmm. our brains, right? But when we allow the Holy Spirit to take the lead, I mean, it, lead, follow, get out of the way, we need to follow. We mm-hmm. need to follow that angel because that angel was the comforter that was sent. I mean, the Holy Spirit was sent here for us to have that comforter to lead us, right, and, and, and shine that light for us. And there's something bigger yeah. than us. It, you know, our mission field, Nick, might be our neighbor, might be across the street. Mm-hmm. It might be our own family member. It's not necessarily getting in a plane, a boat, you know, a ship, uh, um, a train, and traveling to a far-off land and, and go out to spread the gospel. That might be your gift. That might be your, your, uh, uh, the future of your life. But sometimes our mission field is just right there. It, yeah. It's today. This might be the mission field, I believe, is your gift, Nick, is right here doing this podcast this morning. This is your gift. And this is... This is what the, the Holy Spirit inspired you to put together, right, with the, with, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit and others in the church. This is, this is a product of your mission field. This is a piece of that puzzle. And, and you know, ultimately, it said right here uh, in, in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, it says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. That's what, go and make this podcast room. Right, mm-hmm. and get the message out, so we could start baptizing as uh, when they've been converted, right, by the Holy yep. Spirit, them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Not until okay, till you completed this podcast room. That's it. Good. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> he wants us to go out to be messengers, right, to spread the gospel, uh, um, and point those people in the direction because they're going in the wrong direction. Yes. Some people choose the wide, some people choose the narrow, right? Because it says the, the, tr- the track to heaven is the narrow path, right? It's not going to be easy. And God, Christ never said you're going to have a perfect life. It's going to be smooth. Don't worry. You just go out, spread the word. Um, don't worry. No one's going to slam the door on your face. No <laughs> one's going to cuss at you. No one's going to throw the book at you. No, that's not what he said, right? Yeah, and it, it's, it's important to important for all of us to understand that that yeah we all have our own gifts yeah we all have the things that we're passionate in mm-hmm. but you don't understand what true passion is until you let god help you yeah. turn it into something more yeah you know like you said i i love technology i love being able yeah. to do the things that yeah. we're doing here in this church now the things that we're bringing out and it's honestly something that has really lit a fire in my heart. Yes, amen. And, you know, it's it's something that me and our brother, Elder AJ, have discussed for a while now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we understood in the beginning that we just got to let God decide when it's time, when it's ready, when we should start, all of this. We let it, in, we left it in God's hands. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, there were times me and AJ looked at each other and were like, oh, this is taking a little while, ain't it? <laughs> But there was a purpose. Yeah. You know, we were able to start this year off with 
our first podcast. Mm -hmm. We got it to that point, and it was through the work that God allowed us to do. Mm -hmm. And we see it here now that even during podcasts, even during our live recordings or our streaming recordings that we're doing, you can always hear the wind blowing a lot harder. You can hear, you know, loud noises taking place in the background. And it's always during these times that we're trying to share these messages, that we're trying to put the word of God out, that we're seeing yeah. these things happen. That You know, the devil's trying to keep us from doing it. Because, Absolutely. And because God knows that this is a powerful tool to be used mm-hmm. to share his word, to share his message, and to reach out further than just Albuquerque. This is something that's going out to the world, and we are trying our best to make sure that message is out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love coming to church, but this here, this whole process, this sharing, this learning, has opened me up to do more. It's gotten me reading books a lot more, trying to understand what I'm doing, because I want to share that message. Mm-hmm. And to be able to utilize this tool that was given to us, that is here before us, and... You know, I want to live the life of sharing that first angel's message. Believe me, Nick, um, the members, the leaders of the church have recognized your growth. <laughs> One hand, you know, um, this little quote, I love this quote. It uh, comes from a book, A Quest for More, Living for Something Bigger uh, Than You. Paul David Tripp uh, was the author of this. He says, and he, he writes, human beings were created to be part of something bigger than their own lives. This is a flourishing. This is a, a great example of growing. It, um, if, if people could just see this, um, just look at this little uh, Albuquerque studio here. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome tool for us to use to spread the, go- the good news, the gospel, right? The everlasting gospel. Amen. Living, so understanding the, the first angel's message is one thing, but when you live the first angel's message, mm-hmm. it's different. And, you know, the things we're doing in this church, the, the activities that we're bringing out, the study lessons that we're doing, the outreach this church has been doing, mm-hmm. you know, this church has really taken on yeah. that first angel's message this year. We have really pushed to share that first angel's message. Amen. And, you know, we, the church is called Three Angels. Our church is built on the foundation of those messages. And on top of a hill. Yes. <laughs> Overlooking <laughs> Albuquerque. Amen. I mean, we have, like you go into the back of our church and you look off our property, the view of this church to look over the city is just, it's amazing. It's breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And especially in the evenings when the sun's setting behind you and the mountains turn that bright red, orange, it's beautiful. Yeah. But we want to be that light on top of the hill. We want to share the light that God has provided for us through this message with not just Albuquerque, but with the world. And like I said, it it hasn't been easy. It has not been easy. You know, COVID, the the economic structure of our country right now, sharing any kind of message is hard. But the beautiful thing about the message we're sharing is the message of hope. Mm -hmm. Amen. A message that God has already defined and told us what the outcome of this world will be. That there is salvation at the end of it and that there is mm-hmm. a promise that he is keeping. And when God makes a promise, God keeps that promise. 
And God said, God doesn't lie. We are, we are preparing ourselves for something better. Bigger and better. Way bigger and better. <laughs> <laughs> On um, Thursday, down at the bottom, I really liked that the message down there. It says, throughout our history, our brightest and our best have traveled to the ends of the earth to proclaim God's last day message. They were teachers, medical personnel, pastors, farmers, mechanics, carpenters, and tradesmen of all types. Some were do- uh, denominational employees, but many were not. They were lay people who believed Jesus was coming soon. I believe Jesus is coming soon. Yes. That's the message that is on our marquee out, right, out front, the Seventh-day Adventists. We believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming uh, like lightning from the east as it shoots to the west. We know Jesus is coming soon. And you could see the changes in this world as you open up this this podcast, uh, Nick. Yeah, you said all we have to do is open our eyes and look around. You don't even need to turn the TV on. You can just yep. look outside and you can see there's changes. This world is dying. This world is decaying. This world is in pain and is in suffering. And Jesus is coming soon. Yeah, we may have to uh, go through some difficult times, some, some tr- uh, trials and tribulations, but the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back soon. Jeez, I, I remember I used to tell a children's story. I used to tell the kids, you know, Jesus is just waiting for his father to tell him, go get my children. He's just yep. like, <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm here. I'm waiting. You know, <laughs> God's outside in the car beeping the horn waiting for us to come out. <laughs> let's, get, let's go get my children. Bring them home. And here's something that I think is very beautiful at the end of this. You know, eventually it will impact the entire world, the message. And it says, yeah. how fascinating to know that our message has so far reached more than 210 of the 235 countries recognized by the U.N., that the three angels message is being shared and we're 25 countries away from it reaching every corner of the planet doing exactly what God had intended for us to do through the message and what Christ commanded us to do before he died, that we will go to the outreaches of the world and share the everlasting gospel. We're almost there. Yeah. And if you, like I said, you look at Revelations 13, you look at Revelation 14, we're near the end of the book. Yeah. At least the book of this world. That image that, you know, Daniel speaks of, Revelation speaks of, we're at the toenails, (laughs) at the tip of those toenails. I'm about to get clipped. (laughs) Yeah. But it's only because God loves us and he wants every person to hear this message and make a choice. Mm-hmm. He's not going to force you. He didn't make robots. He gave us that freedom to choose. This precious everlasting gospel will be preached with power by uh, we, the lay people, witnesses yes. who believe Christ is coming soon. I believe Christ is coming soon. And I want my family to understand that message. Yes. And that's, that's the mission we all have. Amen. Is to share the message that God will return Amen. for his people. And I want to be part of that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And your family, your yes. children, your girls. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want, I want everybody to your be neighbors. part of Your neighbors, yeah, everyone. You know, I, I don't want to be standing up in the clouds next to Jesus looking down and seeing people I know. Yeah. I don't want to be in that position. Yeah. 
I don't want anybody else to be in that mm-hmm. position. So it's very important that we make that choice today, that we make that choice to, mm-hmm. to come to God and to repent for our sins and to ask for his, his wonderful gift of forgiveness yeah. and to be part of this everlasting kingdom that he has planned for yeah. us. Amen. Right. Wow. This, and we're just in the first message, people. It, this is, this is to, great. This is going to be good. It's beautiful. Um, Praise God. Yeah. Wow. So with that, we want to say thank you all for joining us and being a part of our podcast today. If you have any questions or comments about this week's lesson, please go to our podcast page on our website, threeangelsda.org slash podcast. That's the number threeangelsda.org slash podcast. And use the comments section. There you can listen to any of our previous lessons as well as our other programs, such as Friday Night Vespers. We're going to be doing a couple other programs on some other Bible study topics. We're going to be doing some Q&As. We're also going to be doing some interviews. And also, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this podcast and our previous episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Just search for ABQ Three Angels Podcast, and you'll find us, and you'll be able to share it. But with that, we want to say God bless you all, and join us next week as we go over the next lesson titled, Fear God and Give Glory to Him. That is going to be important and powerful, and I cannot wait for us to get to that point. But with that, again, thank you, everybody. And we're going to go ahead and close with a prayer real quick. So bow your heads, please. We thank you, Lord, for sharing this beautiful message with us of the importance and the, the mission that we have here on earth to share your love, to share your guidance, and to share your word with every corner and every part of the entire world. And Lord, we look forward to that day when we can look up and see you on the clouds coming and beckoning us to come home to you. Lord, we thank you for this day, and we ask that you be with us as we go through another week. We thank you for all the things you've done for us, and please forgive us of our sins and guide us into another day. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This podcast has been brought to you by the Albuquerque Three Angels SDA Church. If you would like to know more about our church, please visit threeangelsda.org.